0: I believe so, and yes. The other thing is. Did you want. It? All right, well, it's good to be here. I need to turn this on or what? Hit the button. One more time with feeling. Click it and hold it down until it zaps me and then I know it's on? The heresy checker? All right. All right, beautiful. Well, um, things are going well. Uh, This last month, uh, we were kind of been in the 20s and we have been at about, uh, sorry, that fan distracts me. We've been about uh, 34 for the whole month so that's uh, for the last three weeks we've been uh, 34, and uh, God's using it in a lot of ways. Uh, we've got a um, a lady that we got uh, that came through. She was literally in an Amazon vehicle, uh, so God even uses them. And uh, believe it or not, and uh, came through and said, "I've been looking for a Baptist church." I'm said, "Well, come on in." Well, uh, we've been here for months, and then. God brought her back in our path. She actually was looking for. I, I we called her up. She came through, and uh, she was. She actually was looking for our church. Came into a church, realized it wasn't our church because uh, um, she's like, "Yeah, this is not preaching gospel. This is not the right place." So she got up and left. I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> and uh, she uh, uh, ended up finding our church right again and found us after uh, we had finished church. Well. She's been coming. Uh, She's a a single gal. She's trying to get her. uh, There's a lot of things going on in her life, uh, but uh, she got baptized and um, she's been looking for another apartment. God's uh, opened that up. And there's just there's a lot of levels or layers, you could say, that uh, need to happen for her to uh, really get some things restored with her family and Uh, She's kind of like you've got to get to this point before this can happen and God is we've we just added it to our prayer list and she said thank you pastor for for you and the church praying God is opening these things up and as I'm doing right the Lord is blessing and I'm seeing it happen in my family and uh, she's got a daughter her uh, long story but her daughter's been coming and uh, working on uh, some custody and things of that nature. Uh, but uh, a lot of details that are going on that God is starting to really work out uh, she was hoping to uh, just event she was going into a, a court case or a court uh, visit or whatever it was a court meeting and uh, She went in expecting it to be uh, Yeah, things are good. We'll keep looking to see what can happen here. She went in and she left with having uh like every other Sunday, to be able to bring your daughter to church. And they were going to fight her, and the lawyer said, you know what, I've never heard this before. Why are we fighting someone that wants to bring their daughter to church? And all of a sudden, the other side's like, we look bad. (laughs) So uh, that's been happening. Exciting things there. There's a a family that's been coming that uh, used to come a dozen years ago, and they are getting restored back to the church and uh, been able to be a a part of that in helping counseling them and uh, feel like it's like a Naomi, (laughs) Uh, call me Mara. Uh, But we're uh, uh, working on that area as well and the Lord's really using that in in a good way. Uh, We've been uh, doing some discipleship on uh, Tuesdays and got a couple of men that are in their 30s that have been coming and we uh, just recently had a firefighter been coming to the church, and so he's uh, uh, been involved. Uh, pray for that. If he he's uh, for himself, he's against uh, getting a vaccination for himself, so he might lose his job over that. Uh, so just pray pray uh, that he that doesn't happen for him. I'm praying that that's the case, that that won't happen. Um, but, uh, you know what, uh, the Lord's just doing some great things, and uh, it's been exciting. It kind of goes like this, uh, sometimes you, you see some of them, you think, why aren't you further, you know this, and, and then God brings up these other people, and you just focus on the blessings, and just keep working on others, and uh, it's exciting to see what the Lord is doing there. Last week, uh, I have been working... Uh, trying to work on getting some information on our church. Uh, If you come to my church, you see, wow, this is an old building. And people ask, how old is it? And I say, great question. You know, it just doesn't look good if the pastor doesn't even know the date of the church. Well, I got some information back from our historical society and found out that our church was built in 1857. It was founded in 1843, but the, the church building itself was 1857. The, it was a Baptist, first Baptist church. Uh, they ended up leaving in seventy six. Um, I think they they went. I don't know. They went one or two directions, and uh, they they left uh, the Baptist faith. But then. Uh, Pastor David Smith came in and uh, brought in Tabernacle Baptist Church. So it's always been a Baptist church, and uh, the Lord's used that as a light there in, in Peabody. And so that's, that has been a blessing there. And uh, just being able to find that information out has been uh, just helpful to have that. So, you, so at least I can pretend like I know what I'm doing. So that's been encouraging. But if you will turn to uh, Isaiah 28, Isaiah 28. You know, I, I was uh, looking through this, uh, uh, since I, I found out the date of our church, I, I, I got a hold of a couple of books that uh, was giving more information. So then I was doing some extra research on it. And I was going through a, a particular book. It had a bunch of postcard pictures in it. One was like 1908. And I'm looking at this picture of the city of Peabody. And, and what really caught my eye was all of these steeples that were rising up in the, in the area. And I looked and I thought, oh, that one is no longer there because there's a courthouse. Uh, that one they tore down, and now it's a bunch of apartment buildings. And uh, a lot of these places that were monuments for truth are now broke down, and uh, now we don't have those churches anymore. In that city and this last year uh, we had uh, plywood boards on people's windows in Main Street you say well why would they do that well because they were afraid with the rioting that they uh, were threatening that they would lose their windows of their restaurants and of their businesses and so they had plywood up well why is that because people lost the ability to govern themselves. That's why. And when you take away the steeples, they were places where at least truth was being presented, and now you can't keep enough policemen out on the streets because now even they are evil. And uh, we want to look at a a thought here that uh, is interesting that uh, as we try to direct our lives, there's some things that uh, we have. Uh, first of all, um, we're going we're to jump into a couple other places before we get to Isaiah 28. But it says in Numbers 14, 18, the Lord is long-suffering and, great, uh, and of great mercy, uh, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, uh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation. And I don't, I don't care what family you come from. You come from a, a broken home. You come from a, a, a deacon's home, a church member's uh, home, a pastor's home, uh, a missionary's home. Uh, you, it doesn't matter what home you come into. You still are going to have shortcomings because every family has forth, uh, has generational what I call issues. Issues. You're going to have something uh, that uh, maybe you don't even know you have, but it's just an offense because of, because of your family heritage. That's just who your family is. And uh, those are things that sometimes we look at and we say, man, how do I get away from that generational struggle that I have uh, that is becoming a shortcoming for me personally, uh, you look into uh, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, uh, there was an issue with lying. <laughs> and Judah developed that even more. And, but then he, he was able to stop it and change uh, his life around. Uh, we think not only uh, just family, just because we're human, we have a sin nature. But then you look at uh, society deficiencies. Uh, look at 2 Timothy 3.1. It says this, know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Uh, Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, all these, all these problems without natural affection. Uh, wow. Uh, being up where I am, you know, I'm driving around, and all of a sudden I see a guy in a skirt. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Uh, there's just, it's just weird up there. Uh, there's just uh, deficiencies. And uh, uh, after a while, you know, I used to uh, walk and, and around where I live. Um, growing up, it was, you know, two guys hanging out, man. It was like uh, college college fun. You know, you were just hanging out with the Jonathan David friendship. And you were just having a blast, just hanging out. Now it's like I, I'm wa- we're walking a trail and I think, oh, they're probably a couple. You know, that's my mindset now. It's like, oh, that's disgusting. But it's because that's what society is becoming. It's becoming a wicked society. Uh, It says in 2 Timothy 3.7, in that same section of passages, it says, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Kind of an interesting Uh, sentence there. Uh, They're always learning. They're always coming up with things to think on and dwell on and learn, but there's no truth involved. That knowledge of the truth is absent. So what is it that we need? Uh, The Bible says in Psalm 119.45, I will walk at liberty, for I seek... Thy precepts for I walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts, you know uh as I was in in high school, you know I was thinking about the thought you said after school, you got it was cancer and open heart surgery, and I said, yeah. Maybe it was just because of you know, leaving school. I don't know. All the, it finally it finally caught up with you, dealing with all those crazy students. And, uh, but, you know, uh, there was, uh, sometimes it seemed that each year there might be an extended rule that was added. You know why? Because there was no, um, that, that liberty was used not to govern their actions, but to do whatever they wanted. And uh, it says, uh, for I will walk at liberty. But then it says, for I will seek thy precepts. Well, what's a precept? I found one definition of it that I liked. It was a general rule to regulate behavior or thought. It's a general rule to regulate behavior or thought. Uh, Isaiah 28.10 says, for precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. We, we've got to uh, take that general rule and build on it. And it ought to regulate our behavior and our thought process. We're going to look at this in just a few minutes. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you would help us now as we uh, look into your word, that you would uh, give us direction and give us some clarity, give us some uh, ways in which uh, we can uh, benefit and direct our lives that would be honoring to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 119.9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. You know, you can, uh, I've been dealing a lot more with counseling. And uh, boy, I can, I can give my personal illustrations and I can uh, give them, expound on what they need to do. And they can just nod their heads and then do a completely different thing. You know why? Because. Uh, that alone is not going to do any good. Uh, wherewithal shall the young man cleanse his way? You know where it is? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. It's the word of God that's going to do something. Uh, the, uh, you know, you can, you can go door-to-door soul winning, and you can argue and you can have the better argument, but it's not going to do any good. Because it's going to be the word of God, the scripture, that's going to uh, change the sinful behavior. It's going to be the attack uh, through the word of God that pricks their conscience and their soul. Again, that's why uh, I know Pastor said it before. That's why you give them scripture. Thus saith the Lord. Well, the Bible says in, yeah, well, you know, I, I... I, I do. I go to church all the time and I'm I'm a good person, but the Bible says uh, not of works lest any man should boast. But the Bible says, you know what, uh, you know what the, the Lord did when Satan said, Why don't you turn the bread into stones? It is written. Oh, why don't you just cast yourself off? It is written. Why don't you just bow down to me? It is written. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Get away from me. I'm getting tired of the word of God here. And he, and he left. Why? Uh, he used the precept upon precept on him. Well, how did he do that? Well, he developed it in his life. It was, a, it was a guide, a compass that he used, and it says here in um, uh, Isaiah 28, and we read 28.10, precept must be upon precept. But then it says in, in Isaiah 28.13, but the word of the Lord was, upon, was unto them precept upon precept. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, now it's not just a general rule to regulate behavior or thought. Now that general rule is governed by the word of God. Now the word of God is my rule to regulate my behavior and thought. Because the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept. The word of the Lord was their general rule. Now, again, I'm not saying that we should go against our parents and what they say. But eventually, um, we better find what God says in the word of God. Because uh, our parents grow us up... Hopefully not just to live at your house forever. I mean, I understand there's some, you know, sticky scenarios. I get that. But uh, we shouldn't just regurgitate what our parents say. We ought to know what the Bible says in our general rule of how we live because it's the word of the Lord was unto them. Uh, Yes, I I think that we should have the church. But again, it's the word of the Lord. Uh, What is your governing rule? Because, you know, you don't backpack your church when you go to work. You know what I mean? You don't backpack your family, come on, let's go to, let's go to work together. Uh, it doesn't work like that. You can backpack the Word of God, though. And that can be stemmed in your, in your heart and soul. I remember as a teenager, I said, you know, these are my parents' standards, but what do I believe? Teenagers, I challenge you, uh, what do you believe about separation? What do you believe about getting married? He's like, I ain't doing that till I'm 55. Well, that's fine, but you better know what you're going to do when you turn that age, right? And where do you find that general rule? From the Word of God. I'm going to go buy the books on dating. (laughs) Right here. It's all right here. That's where they got it all from originally anyways. You might as well get the real source. You understand what I'm saying? The Word of God ought to be the transformation change that we're looking for. Uh, God's precepts. Again, the tool is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. Uh, We're going to look at uh, uh, the process. Go to Isaiah 28, verse 12. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. You know, we don't think that way. But David said, I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. Wait a minute. When I have general rules in my life, it gives me more liberty? We don't, we don't think that way. Uh, I just preached a message called liberty, Liberty-Bound Prisoners. And what you do is when you have no governing rule over over yourself and do whatever you want, you actually bind yourself up because you have no control over yourself. Paul says, I keep my body under subjection. You know what he had? He had some precepts in his life, some general rules that governed what he did and when he did it and how he did it and why he did it. And what that does for us is it gives us rest. And, and uh, uh, it, it helps us know, it, it comforts us to know what direction we're going. Because we have that uh, at peace with ourselves. Um, you know, when, when you know what you should uh, or should not pollute your body with, uh, it makes your body feel better. You know, uh, I, I, looked, I looked at the, the fact that, um, you know, alcohol, it's, it's flammable. What? Yeah, why do I want that in my body? <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, smoke, you know, I've already got asthma. I don't need that. Uh, I already have one uh, uh, breathing issue. I don't need another one. Uh, understand that those things, by not having it, it makes me healthier. Uh, it, it allows me to sleep at night. You know, I remember I remember uh, Dan telling me about a guy that had asthma and then he and then he uh he smoked and then he was uh dying after a basketball practice. <laughs> and Dan's like, "I'm dying as it is. Why would you be that stupid to do both? You know to have asthma and and smoke and then try to play basketball. I mean, are you trying to go to an early grave and, and make yourself miserable in the process?" You know, uh, uh God says that uh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven thirty. 30. The point of rules, we, we look at the concept of rules as binding us. But it protects. You know, if everybody could go as fast as they wanted and go 90 miles an hour in the city of Auburn, there would not be peace and rest. At 11 and 1 o'clock in the morning, we would not be able to sleep because of all the accidents going on, right? It's for our good. You know, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. You know, I used, I used to laugh sometimes at the, the students, Mr. Bauer, that couldn't get it. <laughs> this wasn't confession, Justin. I wasn't, I wasn't even pointing. He's got his hand raised. This, this isn't school. This is not confession. This is the Baptist church, okay? Uh, but you know what? Uh, the liberty, they would break it, and they, they wouldn't see that the liberty was broken. But then we also see in uh, Isaiah 20:13. 13, the Bible says here, But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Did you ever stop and rethink where you were going? Did you ever stop and, and think, you know what, uh, my direction in life is not really prospering? <laughs> The direction that I'm going, it's not helping. Uh, did, you ever go, did you ever have the, the, the Word of God, maybe through your devotions or through the preaching of God's Word, and it just it broke you? It just, I mean, it literally like snapped you in half? You know what, that's good, because sometimes we need to, you know, uh, the microwave you start punching numbers, and all of a sudden it's like, and it just like, it doesn't, it, it just starts stop, almost stopping. You've got to like, reset. Let's start this thing over again. Let's, let's pause. All right. And then you punch it back in, and it works just fine. You know, there's times in our life where we're, we're, governing, we're governing precepts, but they're not precepts that are in the Word of God. And it's, we're like a gerbil in a, in a, little, in a little cage, and we're, we're, we're trying to go through the wheel, and it's like, what's going on? This isn't working. Uh, why, is, why am I exhausted? And, and the Lord's saying, uh, you need to just fall back here and, and look at what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, David says in Psalms, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. You know, we often think that uh, we've got it figured out, and God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Get on board. Get on board. Why don't you stop the process? Because your process is, needs to be broken. It needs to be broken. Just because everybody else is doing it that way and I'm not talking even society. I'm talking sometimes in church. Just because it's going a certain way doesn't mean that it may be biblical. I'm not saying you're, you're supposed to, like, start a uh, congregational split. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you need to look into the Word of God and let God teach you his precepts, his, his uh, general rules for your life. Uh, then you need to hear it. Uh, Isaiah 28, 14 says, Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people, which is Jerusalem. It says, Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord. Do we hear it? Um, Those of you with children, it's like, why did, you know, I said I wanted the milk. I didn't want my daughter's diaper. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what they did? They did not hear. They weren't hearing. They're just programmed. Be still and know that I am God. But man's precepts, uh, Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart from me, And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. You know, the Bible says, For God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How much of what we do and why we do it, is it based on the precepts, on the general rules of mankind? Or are they based upon the word of God? You look in... uh, Proverbs, you know what Proverbs is? Those are precepts uh, by God. You know what Ecclesiastes is? Precepts by man. By the way, which one's vanity? But in Proverbs. It's Ecclesiastes. Am I saying that every man's wisdom is not good? No, I'm not saying that. You know, there are many profitable uh, businesses by men that know how to work. However, the purposes and the motives and all that, uh, there's vanity in it. All I'm saying is, which one do we govern by? Do we we live our lives in the Ecclesiastes? Or do we live our life in the Proverbs? Which one one governs us? Because the Bible at the end of, of all that in Ecclesiastes, it says the last part is, you know what? You just need to fear God, keep his commandments. What is that? You need to make sure that the general rule that you live by pleases the Lord, and he tells you how to do it if you read it. The precepts. How are we applying God's rule, God's precepts? The general rules for how we regulate our behavior and thought. We need to do what we hear. Nehemiah 9.14 says, And make us known unto them the holy Sabbath, and command us them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, thy servant. You know, if if you, um, if you exercise, I mean, if you really, if you do it properly, you will smell. Most of us, some of you just have great hygiene, but most of us, normal folk, when we work out and and do it the right way, where you sweat, and you know, you—that's the the whole goal is to, to burn some fat, to burn some calories, you know, all that good stuff, and uh, make it profitable, you will smell. And people will notice. They can tell, or they can smell. <laughs> and they say, hey, I think you might need a shower. And, and it is a, a, a given that they would want you not to just jump in the shower and turn the water on, but to actually put some soap with it, right? Why? Because that's going to be what cleans you. The problem is that, you know what, the word of God is going to be what cleans us. But we've got to, we've got to hear it. Do we have that as a priority in applying God's precepts? Do we take the time to be rested up when it's time to come to church so that we can hear it? Because if we don't, we've missed it. Uh, James 1.22, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So again, uh, the one that uh, we would not just take one shower and say, I'm good for a lifetime. (laughs) You'd be like, yeah, you may be good for a lifetime, but you're not going to have any friends in that lifetime, right? Uh, There was a few, I'm sure that... uh, Mr. Bauer had a few talks with a few people like that because we remember smelling a few like that that didn't think it was an issue. And you know, it became an offense to everybody else around. You know why? Because they didn't take heed to the idea that it wasn't just a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It was an ongoing process of applying that soap to the body. Again, are we daily... In the word of God. If we're not daily in the word of God, we're not going to be corrected in the things that we need on a daily basis. Uh, We need to know that need. Uh, Again, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? The word of God is going to be what cleans us. Again, uh, church is a place where we're going to hear those precepts and the truth that we need. And if we miss one, and I know, again, I understand. Uh, I'm sick and I'm half dead. I I get that. There's times like that. Uh, But what I'm saying is, is it a priority to us? Forsaking not the the assembling of ourselves together. It's not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing process. We need to keep it. Uh, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Psalm 119.4. Do we do what we hear uh, and then do well with what you know? Do well with what you know. Uh, The thing is that those precepts that were given, are you doing well with that? I remember... uh, working with a, the foreman in construction, and he said, he, he was telling something I, I'll never forget, he said, you know what, uh, you can't be a good carpenter unless you're a good laborer. Let's go. <laughs> I like that advice. That's a good, that's a good thought. You know, uh, we often have these visions of where we want to be in our Christian life, you know, I, I think that God might be calling me into full-time ministry, but you're not even reading the Bible every day. You better learn how to do what you know you're supposed to do first and do that well. Because God's not going to give you the next step until you get the first one figured out. You know, uh, the, the boss ain't going to let the guy they can't shovel uh, he used to, we have to shovel the, the dirt into the forms. You know what? That wasn't a fun job. Sometimes we'd be, be around like rock and we'd be chiseling with, with a, a pickaxe. You know what? That wasn't always fun. And he'd always tell us, uh, I, I want a I foot of dirt, not a foot of dust. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, he wanted the labor to do the job right. And in a, a laborer that didn't do that job right, he wasn't going to advance him or give him extra pay. And I don't blame him. Why? Because he's got to learn to do well with what he knows. You know, sometimes we wonder why God's not speaking to us about his will for our life. I mean, he's doing it for everybody else. Well, what are we doing with what we know? Uh, it said in Acts 18, uh, 24, this is talking about Apollos. And uh, he was, uh, in 1825, it says that uh, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. But then uh, we find because of Paul uh, dealing with uh, Aquila and Priscilla, uh, they took him aside and they expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And once that happened, uh, it says that... um, uh in uh verse 28 says for he mightily convinced the jews and that publicly showing uh, by the scriptures that jesus was christ wait by the scriptures that means he had new precepts he had new general rules that governed his behavior and guess what his his teaching began to be even more powerful why because he was doing what he knew he didn't worry about anything else. And then when he got the next step, he learned that and did it right and did it well. How are we doing with, are, have we gotten lax on what we already know? You know, we're, we've been uh, working on that in our family. Um, can we, can we uh, do one thing well? Do one thing well. Uh, That's the next point, is uh, uh, this idea of precepts. Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. This one thing I do. Uh, You know what, Uh, we found that, wow, we're back to obedience in the home. Okay. Uh, I thought we had this figured out, but okay. So I thought, you know what, instead of getting all upset about this, let's work on this. And so uh, we began taking a concept of obedience, a concept, and said, let's work on this this week. You know what, that went very well. You know why? Because uh, often I'm just given, well, you just got to do it. You just got to do this and this and this. And, And all of a sudden it just becomes this huge list. You know, God doesn't work with us that way. He, he waits until we have an idea in our minds of what we're supposed to do. He doesn't give us the next step. He doesn't give us the next lesson. You say, man, it's been a year now, and God's been really working on me on this, on this area. You know, he's done that with me. I remember, you know, I, three cars later, I finally started learning some lessons God was teaching me. And it wasn't just my cars. It began to be my family's cars. You know, those lessons got expensive, you know what he was doing? He was teaching me a precept. You know, if God's patient with us that way, can't we do that with other people that we're dealing with? Can, can we see that, you know what, let's let's get back. Here we go. We can do this together. And so we go back. You know what? So we, we took this idea of obedience, and then we said, all right, now... Um, Let's learn to, if if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. So let's look at what we did and say, all right, now am I going to get in trouble for this area? Uh, And we found that month to be a very uh, encouraging month. You know why? We just began building upon what we knew. Are we doing that? Are we building on what? We know. Are we doing that one thing? You know, often uh, I feel sometimes we we expect so much because, well, they're in a Christian home. They better just snap, you know, salute and let's go. Well, you know what? I don't even do that. And I'm the pastor of the church. Oh, heaven help me. All right. Well, this one thing I do. All right, family, here's the one project we're going to work on this month. Hey, that's doable. That's doable. Let's just work on that one thing, this one thing I do. Forgetting those things. Hey, we failed in the past. Uh, you know, uh, reaching forth. It seemed every time I would, I would get uh, further in, uh, I would try to develop my running. And I was doing well, and uh, I was starting to go into races and all this. And uh, I was doing all these things, and then I get limes. Pfft. I'm like, oh great! All right, here we go back down to the basics again, uh, and and then I would uh, hurt my ankle and boy, we we wait and back. You know what? Uh, forget about the records. Forget about what we did before, and just work on where we are now. Uh, I was um, been doing a lot more strength training, and then. Uh, Uh, my father said, hey, come on over and and, uh, meet me at the church. And I said, well, I don't have a car, but you're only about three miles away. Hey, I can do this. You know what? Uh, There was times in that run I was saying, I can get to the telephone pole. (laughs) You know, this one thing I do, I'm getting to the telephone pole. I wasn't thinking about the the vision of the three miles. You know, often... um, we have visions of where we want to be in our Christian walk with God, and, and we struggle. You know why? Because it, we're, we're almost, it's not practical. We've got to, I remember uh, learning basketball. You know what? Uh, we're like, yeah, I want to be a starter. All right, grab the ball and start dribbling as low as you can. what? What? No, I want to I be involved in the game and shooting. Yeah, yeah, get the ball and put it, and now dribble. Now, now try to pop it off of the ground. Why am I learning? No, you just need to learn some basics. Once you get that done, all right, now I want you to, uh, now I want you to dribble with the ball as you're going down for a layup. Now, now I want you to, now I'm going to get you involved in this play. You know what, He's, that coach was building upon what I knew. And... Um, and often, you know what he did? He didn't even use, it was, he wasn't even coaching me half the time. It was the other players. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's, he's learning enough. Now I can use him. And then he starts working me into the, the program. You know that God does that in our lives. He puts people in our lives that have a little bit more experience. And then he says, oh, you're, you're, learning, you're learning pretty good. All right, I'm going to put some people under you. But often, what happens is the ones, we should be further along. You know where it talks about that uh, they're still still having the milk when they should have the meat of the word? (laughs) Where are we at? Are we constantly going forward? Uh, The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus... It says they're the author and finisher of our faith. It doesn't say the author and finisher of his faith. It says the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, God put that there for us. Everything that we need, all the precepts, all the general rules that can help us have victory in our lives. It's all there. What are we doing with it? Looking unto Jesus. You know what we often do, though? We look unto a book. We look unto a great author. Uh, we, we look unto man's wisdom and their precepts. Are we looking unto Jesus? Everything we need is right there. The author and finisher of our faith. Are we letting him speak to us? You know, there was... Um, I was looking at this year, I've, I've done something different uh, in my reading and, and I've just taken a, a notebook and I've done, uh, what does the Bible say about the family? You know, he's showing me different things that I've never seen before. You know why? I, I just took one idea. You know, take one idea and say, Lord, teach me this. Uh, whatever it is maybe you're going through, uh, I'm in the middle of family. So I said, hey, Lord, I need some more direction. I need it from you. I, yeah, I can read the books, but I've got the books, so show me. Show me what it, what it has. You know, i found some things in some weird places. You know why? Because I'm looking for one idea. Whatever it is that you're working on in your life, uh, go to the Bible and say, Lord, show me what I need to learn from this area and teach it to me. He'll teach you. He'll learn you, as they used to say in... The construction field, He'll learn you. Are we, are we still learning? Look unto Jesus. We need to meditate on His precepts, think on it, and understand His ways. have every head bowed and every eye closed. Not a dynamic thought. But can you stop and think are are the motives, the directions, the place where you're at are the rules that you live by man-made or are they found in the word of God? Can you say, well, I I can go to this verse, I can go to that verse, I can go to this principle, I can go to this pattern, I can go to this idea, I can go to the Word of God that's been teaching me His way. You know, maybe the reason why we're not growing and we're not seeing God speak to us is because we're not doing what we know. We're not learning that one thing that we need to develop. We've gotten cold. We've stopped taking that, the word of the Lord for us. It says in verse 9 of Isaiah 28, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? them that are weaned from the milk. You know, we got to get to the point where we want more than just the milk. We want the meat. You know, that takes a choice. How are you doing? How are you with the precepts of God's word? And are they governing your life? Are they being applied practically for you? Say, preacher, please pray for me. God spoke to me. All right. Anyone else? Lord, I ask that you would maybe reset our minds and our thought processes. Lord, we don't want to get to heaven and find out that, wow... (laughs) My direction was way off. Lord, we want to hear that well done, thou good and faithful servant. And a servant is one that applies the rules of his master and makes him his own. Lord, may we do that. May you be pleased with the life that we live. In Jesus' name, amen.